So as we're rolling along the eight rules that the Chay Adam sets prior to allowing one to have a guy do malacha for Haman Shabbos, so we come to rule number five, which might sound a little familiar, back, at, back with rule number one. And the Chay Adam says that in order for the Nachri to be allowed to do malacha for me on Shabbos, it has to be malachas. Uh, talosh. It has to be something that is not attached to the ground. However, if it's mechobor, if it's attached to the ground, so then even if I did not tell him to do before Shabbos, even if I, you know, paid him in advance, he's getting paid for the job, not for the hour, all those rules, the first four rules we had, it would not help if it is taking place with something that's attached to the ground. And the initial reaction is and should be that what in the world does the ground have to do with anything? We're not learning the halachas of Shemitah, the halachas of Truma, Maiser, Eretz Yisrael. We're talking about Shabbos. What does it have to do with Talosh, Mechobar? Who cares if he's dealing with things that are attached to the ground, detached to the ground? What in the world does this have to do with anything? So for today, we'll just take a quick glance at some of the lambdas behind what this halacha of the Chayodim is. And Be'ez Hashem on Monday, we'll take a deeper dive and get into the Rishonim and try to see if we can come up with clear uh, uh, guidelines for when it would be mutter, when would it be usher. So why would this be worse? Meaning we already have the first four, four rules that, you know, either it was equipment that had to be removed from the from the Jews' ha- from the Jews house prior to the Shabbos, yet to the set price, it has to be a a uh, kablon, not a schiriyam, it cannot be someone that's getting paid by the hour, someone has to get paid for the time. And yesterday we spoke about that you didn't specifically designate and request that it be done on Shabbos. So the truth is, I'm good to go. However, there seems to be another concern here. The concern here is that if a person, an onlooker would see someone doing work in your house, on your property, in your garden, on Shabbos, they might either assume that this person was hired as a schir yaim. maybe you hired him as uh, you know, a, a, a day laborer, and that would be usher, or he'll think that you just now asked him to do this on Shabbos, which would be a violation of Amir Lenachar. Everyone agrees that you can't specifically on Shabbos ask him to do malachar for you, that's usher. Another concern, perhaps, We'll have to see if there's really a source for this, is maybe there's a problem of Zilzal Shabbos. Meaning, imagine someone sitting by a Shabbos table and the repairman is busy fixing his front door on Shabbos. Isn't that a Zilzal Shabbos? The guy's hammering away, making a lot of noise. Even for a Jew to set up something that makes so much noise on Shabbos, we got into this, that perhaps there's a concern for Zilzal Shabbos. So maybe this as well would be a concern for Zilzal Shabbos. I just want to open up with some of the common questions that come up that touch upon this halacha, this uh, rule number five, that it has to be talosh and not machobar lakar. It has to be not uh, you know attached to the ground. So I think the most common shaila would be if someone has a landscaping or gardeners where they'll come once a week, they'll do their their mowing for the week, and often, you know, actually have a, a company, one of my company, one of the companies that I go to in Nebraska. So the uh, plant manager of this ice cream company, he has a private business where he does snow removal during the winter, and he does, you know, uh, lawn care, 
in the summer. So I asked him, when exactly does he do it? If he's working in the ice cream plant, you know, 12 hours a day. But on weekends, when the ice cream plant is somewhat less busy, that's when he does most of his work. So for him, he wants to go do his, uh, well, in the snow, you can't really predict it, but at least for the lawn care, He's mowing people's lawns every Saturday and Sunday. That's that's most of the most of his work is on the weekends. So, it's a very common shayla. Can a person have the uh, lawn care come on Saturday? They're gonna cut his uh, his grass. They're gonna blow his leaves. Or would that be a concern that it's happening? But it's literally attached to the ground. Your grass is attached to the ground. So would that be, would that be mutter? Would that be usher? That's question number one. Question number two, once, once, once you mention this plant manager from, uh, from the ice cream company in Nebraska and his snow removal business, what about snow removal? So there, it's not as predictable. Let's say, uh, you know, it just snowed on Shabbos. So do I have to tell him he, that you should come back after Shabbos? What if, what if the, the, the guy who, uh, who plows my snow, he, he removes the snow, he's not coming back. He comes when he comes. If, uh, if I tell him to come back, he's not going to come back. So what do I do? Maybe snow is not considered attached to the ground, but on the other hand, it's in my property. What if it's on the sidewalk? It's not really my property. Something to consider. Another common Shiloh is let's say someone's doing construction on their home. So there's two types of, uh, of Shilohs. Shiloh number one is when a person is doing maintenance in his house. There's maintenance work. He's redoing something. He's redoing his deck. And... Uh, you know, the, the, the people are there on Friday, they're doing the work, and it's getting late, and it's already Shabbos. So what, what do we do? Do I tell them that to go home? They can no longer uh, put my deck up. What if it's missing railings, and I, I, it's going to be dangerous? So that's a common question. Can they finish their job on Shabbos? Another question would be, is let's say someone's redoing their home or remodeling their home, and they're not even there. It's, it's on the other side of town. They moved into their... Uh, to their, to their siblings, they move them to their friends, they move them to a trailer home, whatever it is, they're not in the house itself. Maybe that's better, so it doesn't look like you asked him to do it on Shabbos, but can a person have construction going on in his home on Shabbos, even if, uh, what, what if he's not there? Would that, would that make it better? Another question, which is a little more, or a little more make on this, and we'll see, is let's say a person has property that is not in a Jewish neighborhood. He has either an investment property or he has his hideout bunker whenever he needs to get away from, from life, whatever the story is, but he has property way outside the Trump. Nobody lives there. Well, let's say you have a house upstate New York, assuming nobody's there during the year. Would that be less of a concern? There's no Marisai and nobody's there. Nobody sees any, any, anything going on there. So can a person have it? On, the, on one hand, we would say, well, let's look at, you know, did you violate one of the first four halachas of Amir Manachri? Did you set a price, make sure the person that getting paid by the hour? Or do we say no? Since it's attached to the ground, it's similar you know, to, to a person's house. So then we would automatically be machmer. So the truth is, if you just go back to the basic reasoning of why this is worse, is because maybe it looks like the person was hired by the hour or I asked them to do it on Shabbos, why don't we just simply look at the industry standard? So let's look at you know construction for a moment. When it comes to construction, someone who hires a contractor, you're not paying the contractor by the hour. Typically, he gives you an estimate, and you say, okay, I hire you, go for it, do your thing, and I'll pay you when the job is done, right? Don't pay too much in advance, the guy might not do it, but okay, you, you, you give him some now, most of it 
upon completion of the work, but he's getting paid for the job. He doesn't fix, he doesn't finish your house. You're not paying him. You're not getting paid by the hour. Doesn't, you know, clock in, clock out. So why would you think when you see a construction, a, a construction site and there's a contractor that he's getting paid by the hour? Now, the truth is there's another Shiloh within this. What if he, the contractor, he employs his uh, his workers by the hour. So he's paying them by the hour, so they te- they technically are schiriyim. So we'll have to see. Maybe it really dep- if they really get into the industry standards, does the owner have to find these guys and pay them by the hour? Or typically, no. He, he gives the contractor uh, a lump sum check, and the the contractor has to figure out who he's paying, who he's hiring. So that's typically how it's done. So that's one point. A second point, another strong consideration is that we said the concern is that maybe people will say, oh, he must have hired him on Shabbos. You don't hire a contractor on Shabbos and he comes to work 20 minutes later. That's not how it works. You, it takes time. There, no one assumes that, oh, if there's the construction going on, he must have hired him right now. Additionally, most people that live there, they've been hearing clonking away and dumpsters and, and people, uh, you know, and... Uh, and uh, you know, people smoking all over the place. They've seen the construction site with the porta potties. They know exactly that you didn't hire him five minutes ago. So perhaps we should say that when it comes to building a house, one could theoretically be more makel. But we're not giving it a sock till till Monday, and we'll we'll go through some of the reasons uh, on both sides. What about guard? You know, uh, lawn care, gardening. So one could theoretically differentiate between your typical weekly mow and blow versus a very specific job where let's say someone's redoing their their front lawn so maybe you actually told them to come on Shabbos as opposed to a weekly lawn care everyone knows that your weekly mowing the lawn you know you didn't just hire him five minutes ago and he typically gets paid you know as, as a, you know, a monthly fee so it would not be by the hour so one could argue that that would be better than someone doing a special uh, project on your lawn. So uh, we'll, we'll get to all these halachas. There's a few other questions, practical questions. So what if the guy shows up, my contractor shows up? Do I have to tell him to leave? I didn't tell him to come. So that's one question. Do I have to tell him to leave? The second question is, what if he doesn't listen? So he does it anyways. Am I allowed to benefit from the work he did? What if he tells me, no problem, I'll come back, but I'm going to charge you extra. We just, you know, had to travel and I had to hire these guys for the day. And now you're canceling? Okay, you'll pay for it. So is there a dispensation? Is there a hefter from Malcolm Hefsid to allow them to continue to continue working? So, Mirza Hashem, we will try to cover all these, uh, get, get to all these questions. Mirza Hashem on Monday, have a wonderful Shabbos.